Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Meditations and Musings podcast. This is Elena Lipson, your self-care coach, your inner work mentor, and I hope you enjoyed the last episode. I've got some gotten some great feedback around what it takes to create self-trust, to learn, to set good boundaries. If you missed last week's episode, I highly recommend you go and listen to it. It's the foundation of the work that I do. If you've ever wondered what it's like to be in my circle, to work with me, to get an overview of all the things that I teach and believe in, you'll want to go listen to um, 192. It's called How to Go from Self-Betrayal to Self-Trust. And it's for anyone who feels, which is all of us, like there's part of you that can't fully show up, like you can't be fully yourself, like there's parts of you that have been quieted down through conditioning, through, um, you know, just self-doubt, through time, through craziness in the world, through your own sense of failures and mistakes. And I talk through my entire framework of, of what I teach as a foundation. So I highly recommend if you are someone who deals with self-doubt, like so many of us are. I don't, know, I don't know if you can actually get away from it, but you learn to put it in its proper place. You learn to have a conversation with it. You learn to trust that it's actually leading you somewhere. Um, go listen to 192 when you're done with this one. But today, I want to talk about something that I have been thinking about a lot. I've been having conversations about this uh, idea of letting go and why it's so hard for us as women, moms, um, and business owners and wives and any role you play in your life, letting go is really, really hard. It can be, right? That's the idea. That's why anytime you read um, anything about manifestation or success or goals or creation or self-development, anything, you're always going to come into this part about letting go. Letting go of what exactly we're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> we're going to talk about why it's so hard to let go. And we're going to explore some ways that you can let go, even just a little tiny bit, right? So um, as you know, the Divine Self-Care Circle is now, is now open all the time for you. <laughs> we'll be having some special promotions coming up pretty soon here. Um, but the, the topic we're talking about this month is tapping into your intuition. And the, the connection here is so cool <laughs> because... Once you learn to tap into your own intuition, and this is going to be different for each of you, it's going to be different. Like 
So some of you may hear your intuition as a voice. Some of you may see it as a vision. Some of you may just get a sense, like a vibration and knowing. Um, but there's many ways intuition communicates with you. And for some of you, it communicates through external cues and prompts and synchronicity, kind of reflecting back to you that, oh yeah, the universe is guiding me and I can, I can really trust my own intuition about this. Um, and when you trust your intuition, when you start to make it a practice to either connect to it through movement or through meditation or through journaling and writing exercises, which I teach quite a bit in the circle, you have to get into this place of a deep sense of trust. Because I guarantee you, if you're really honest with yourself, that you already know your next step maybe even your next few steps, you know, you know that thing that you've been wanting to do, try, um, or let go of, <laughs> but for some reason you have not taken action on it, right? And most likely that is because you either don't feel like you're ready. You feel like you need to get another certification. You feel like you don't have everything you need. You feel like you're waiting until you're the perfect fill in the blank, you know, whatever, age, weight, whatever. There's, there's a ton of reasons why we don't do the things that we say we're going to do or want to do, or even hear your intuition telling you to do. And a lot of that is because choosing to listen to your intuition and do the next thing or the thing that you've been wanting to do for a long time. Like I have a client right now who's in my circle and just this morning, actually, she wrote uh, in a comment that she has been really wanting to get more visible and put herself out there. She has an incredible company helping families have more fun, have more adventure. I'll, I think I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Um, and I'm going to ask her first <laughs> if I can link to it in the show notes, but I hope so. Um, and she was saying how she knows that she's been really wanting to get more visible and get in front of the camera for a long, long time. I've known her for a long time, for years. She's been in my retreats. She's been in my circle for years and she hasn't done it. And so she's been, you know, we started having a conversation about taking blind action, why it's so important, why she's the only one who can really share this sense of passion for what she's doing and how she believes in it so deeply. And yet she hasn't done it, right? Because there's fear, because there's some attachment to, um, what she looks like in front of the camera, what, you know, whatever. There's, there's a myriad of reasons why people want to get visible, whether it's to promote their business, whether it's to make friends, whether it's to step out of your comfort zone. And there's a myriad of reasons why you don't, right? Fear of how you look, how you'll be perceived, how, you, how you'll be judged essentially is really the core reason, which is all just, of course, make, made up in your own mind. You don't know how people are going to react. And if they do, so what, right? There's always going to be a reaction. We can't live for other people's reactions, right? Yet so many of us do. So the reason why we know what to do and we hear our intuition telling us what to do, but we don't do it, one of the reasons that we're talking about today is because it means that you have to let go of something. You have to let go of the idea that something is a certain way. You have to let go of the fear essentially, which really never lets go. Like you're going to have fear up until the moment you press record or up until the moment that you say hi, or up until the moment that you send the email. Fear is never going to go away. It's a matter of learning how to dance with that fear. It's a matter of learning that it's a natural reaction. It's a matter of learning that fear and excitement go together. 
and you're never going to get rid of the fear. You're going to just learn how to cycle through it really quickly, right? So letting go of something can be really scary because when you have that thing, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's a feeling of uh, frustration, even if it's a feeling of failure, we hold on to it because it's familiar. And because letting go <laughs> would be, would mean focusing our attention on ourselves instead of the thing we don't want or the thing that we think we don't want. When it comes to letting go, let's, let's take this into the realm of motherhood or, you know, nurturing other people. Now, you don't have to be a mom to be a nurturer. You could be an aunt. You can be nurturing your friends and your family. You could be nurturing your partner, right? You have an idea of how you want things to go. You have wonderful intentions for the people around you. And you're probably really good at knowing the right answers for other people, <laughs> even yourself, right? But the problem is that other people, even your children, or your partner, or your family, your spouse and siblings and parents, they are just as complex as you are, right? They are nuanced. They have their own history. They have their own desires, spoken and unspoken. They have their own needs. They have their own lens on the world. Even those closest to us, we, we know them, we do. But if we start to assume that we know what's right for them, we are holding on to a, I want to say a fractured way of looking at relationships. One that doesn't allow for the other person to evolve and grow. I want you to think about someone that you know for a long time. Usually this is someone like a sibling or even a partner or a parent, and they know you to be a certain way. From the past maybe it's a friend that you knew in childhood or you know just think of someone who knew you a long time ago and you have grown and evolved since then you've changed you've done self-development work if you're listening to this podcast i know you have you're doing it right now and there's parts of you that simply don't connect with or align with who you were five years ago or ten years ago or even a year ago Maybe it's something to do with how you spend money. Maybe it's something to do with how you parent. Maybe it's something to do with your diet. Maybe whoever, like whatever aspect of your life that you've shifted and evolved and grown in, they don't maybe, maybe they don't know that part of you, or maybe they haven't re-upped re, re their view of you, right? And this goes both ways too, because maybe you know them a certain way as well. Maybe they've grown. And what happens whenever you get around this person, if you haven't redefine your relationship if you haven't had that conversation to say you know this is who i used to be but it's not who i am now a real honest conversation sometimes painful sometimes joyful anything in between then you're going to keep treating each other or they might keep treating you as if you were that person back then with the same dreams with the same hopes with the same desires with the same limitations with the same quirks right but maybe you've grown past it and so whenever you're around this person there's part of you that starts to feel or act like who you were, but you're sort of like not that anymore. And it feels really uncomfortable, especially if you're aware of it. And then they're treating you as if you were still that person. And your reaction could be either 
frustration or being argumentative or like, no, that's not me anymore. And, you know, you can start sort of, or you hold it in and then you just get really, really resentful <laughs> internally. And maybe you have less contact with the person. Maybe you have arguments with them. Maybe you're just constantly trying to prove yourself in front of them. There's a lot of ways this can show up. So imagine that, <laughs> like imagine there are people in your life that maybe you see often, or maybe they're in your home and you're still trying to treat them the way they've quote unquote always been or the way you think they should do things and behave. And especially if, if you're parenting someone, <laughs> you're going to be almost in a constant state of letting go. If you're aware, if you're present, if you're doing this work, which I know you are, we as mamas and papas and grandparents and nurturers of other little beings, you know, they're always growing and they are, of course, not us. And they have their own imprint, their own soul voice and communication and the way they're showing up in this world that might or might not be similar to yours especially if they're different, it's gonna, it's gonna like activate you to want to control this aspect of them. It might be very, very subconscious. It's like an unconscious act of trying to sort of convince or um, cajole or inspire, you know, someone to act a certain way or have their room a certain way or dress a certain way or speak a certain way or eat a certain way all in the guise of being a good parent, right? You want to like, you're not doing anything bad, meaning that you're not trying to control someone because you want to hurt them or damage them, or even feel like you're controlling them, right? You don't feel like you're controlling someone. But when we start to have kids who are especially a little older and growing into more independence and freedom seeking and want more opportunity to make their own decisions, that's where that's where I am right now, for sure, and have been for a while. My son just started high school. He's about to turn 15 in a few weeks. And I'm telling you, like, this whole letting go conversation has been really active in my mind for a long time, to be honest, but more and more now. Letting go of how I thought high school was going to be because now it's virtual versus in person. Letting go of how I thought my work was going to be because he's here and I can't travel and not because of him, but, you know, because of the global pandemic and everything happening. So I, all of us are having to let go of how we thought things were going to be. And the reason it's so hard to do that is because we like comfort. We like knowing. We like having a sense of uh, safety and um, knowing what comes next, right? But over the last six months, in this year of 2020, we really have had no sense of what's coming next. Anything happens, right? Every day has this crazy possibility of new, unexpected, never prepared for things happening. Whether you're tapped into the news or not, whether you're you know, catching up on headlines every day or not, you, you, know, you know what's happening around you. And so trying to live life as quote unquote normal, whatever that was, is a constant state of letting go. And our nervous system really doesn't like that. It likes to know what's coming. It likes to know that tomorrow is going to look like today and the next day is going to look like tomorrow. But of course, that's not happening. 
So this idea of having to constantly let go of all the things that we thought were going to happen can be very, very difficult, especially if you're someone who is not a huge fan of change and upheaval. And of course, some of the changes are going to be good and some changes are not good. And right now we're going through a lot of really not so great changes. And yet, and yet, even with those not so great changes, you still have a choice of how you're going to interpret, make meaning of, and create opportunity or limitation because of it. Now, there's a lot of people who have very, very few options and financially and just logistically, but we always have at least one or two. And one of those two options at least is the meaning that you make from what is happening to you and letting go of the idea that you don't have a choice, letting go of the idea that things have to be a certain way in order for them to be okay or happy, letting go of the idea that you know the exact right answer for those people around you. Because guess what? As, as, um, as unstable, as uh, sometimes foggy, sometimes confused as you're feeling about the things that are happening, the people around you have their own experience as well, even and especially the people in your home and the people closest to you. And so this constant state of letting go can feel really hard because emotionally and physically and in our, our nervous system wants to know what's happening and what's going to happen, and we don't. So some things that you can do in order to make letting go of the way you thought things were going to be, of the way you think other people should be doing things, of wishing that things were better in general, is there's a couple of tools I wanna share with you that I teach in my community. One of those tools is to, first of all, as with anything, 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 anything related to personal development and growth and creation, it's about bringing awareness to where you are. So you can start this by just opening a journal or a fresh page and a pen and just, or even do it on the computer, whatever, whatever feels right to you. And just start listing all the things. It could be one thing, it could be 10, there's no limit here. All the things you wish were different right now. Like anything, let yourself really go at it. What do you wish was different right now? It could be about the people in your life. It could be about yourself. It could be about the world. And just acknowledge it. Take your time with this. Make a list of the things you wish were different. After you've made that list, <laughs> I want you to go through each one. And I want you to create something, a thought about something that you can take away, a positive, something you've learned, some, maybe a door that's open, maybe a new way of seeing things, something that you can be grateful for, at least appreciate. If you can't quite get to gratitude, you can appreciate either something that this is teaching you or has taught you, or maybe it created a new connection, or maybe it just created some humility or vulnerability. It doesn't have to be good or bad, right? We're talking about neutrality here. We're, we're talking about just awareness. So whatever you wish would be different, and then finding at least one thing that you can appreciate about the situation, even if the only thing is just that, the acknowledgement that, that you are learning something, even if you don't know what that is yet. The third thing I want you to do is acknowledge 
just look at the list in general and then acknowledge the story that you're telling yourself about this. What does it mean? What does it mean that these things are happening in your life right now? And please, again, try as hard as you can not to judge yourself around this. It could mean that things are shitty. You could make it mean that, you know, things are really difficult right now. You can make it mean that it feels unstable. You can make it mean that you're scared. Like there's no wrong here. Okay. That's step three. And then the final thing I want you to do for each of the, oh, the fourth thing, there's one more step after this. The fourth thing I want you to do for each of these meanings is to choose at least three alternative stories that are possible. For example, if you were, you know, you're being really tested by having to homeschool your child and you're making it mean that they are not going to get a proper education and that you're not going to meet their needs and that they're not going to have a social life, you're making it mean all these things. Choosing an alternative story might look like this. Well, they're homeschooling with me right now. That means that I actually have an opportunity to maybe do some of the things from home that I've always wanted to do with them and we didn't have time to do, like maybe play some more games or maybe I can get to see part of my child that I normally wouldn't see if they're in school or maybe we can cook together now every day. Like you can find another alternative story or three. I, I would suggest not stopping at one, trying like two or three and letting your mind sort of explore other meanings you can make of it. Or you can make it mean that even though they're not in school socially, you're actually getting an opportunity to spend more time together. It's as simple as that. And maybe they're going to learn so many other things from being at home and learning through the difficulty, this whole crazy time that's happening, it's going to make them stronger and give them character, right? They're going to have this real sense of their own inner strength and you can model that for them. And then the fifth step is to choose one of those stories consciously and aware with awareness, choose one of those alternative meanings. So if I was to choose that because my son is not in school, he's home, even though he was really looking forward to social life in high school, um, that he's here now and he's learning that sometimes life doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. So you have to figure out the best path forward for yourself and make the best of it and find a way to appreciate things and really understand that no matter what happens, you have the inner strength to navigate. So that's what I'm choosing. And I also have to let go of the idea that I have any control over it. <laughs> like I can't change it right now. And so I'm going to really try to make the best of it and make some, some fun opportunities for us as a family. So those are the five steps I want you to go through. And this will help you to let go of the idea that things are a certain way and only that way, or that the one way you're seeing it right now is the only way you're seeing it, or that your way is the only way to see it. This can become a practice in helping you to let go of having to control anyone else, of having to feel like there's only one way to do something, of feeling like you know, you're not doing the thing you wanna do because of judgment. So there's a lot of places you can, you can take this tool of learning to let go through awareness, redefinition of story, or acknowledgement of meaning, redefinition of story, and then choosing a story that serves you really well. You can take this tool of redefining the meaning and letting go through anything in your life, anything. And as you do it more often, you'll start to see that you can take it through pretty quickly 
Like you can be in the moment experiencing experiencing something and then take a moment to say, actually, okay, let me, let me just notice here. I noticed that I'm experiencing this thing that I thought was going to go a certain way, but it's not. And so I noticed myself making this mean that everything else is going to go shitty today. Okay. What else is possible here? Okay. Maybe it means I'm stuck in traffic because, you know, I just need to take a breath and relax. Maybe I'm going to get there exactly when I need to. Maybe this is going to put me in the perfect spot to meet the person that I was supposed to check out, you know, meet today. Um, and so I'm going to choose the story that I am meant to just be here and relax and trust that that all is divine timing, right? Like you can do that really quickly. And the more you start doing that, the more you start to release that nervous system stress of fighting where you are, of resistance and letting go that you need to control everything, right? Maybe you're in traffic because you're in traffic. <laughs> Maybe things didn't work out the way they were supposed to because there's a whole other opportunity coming for you. It's a real positive, powerful realistic, and I would even say neutral shift. Neutral meaning there's no judgment about how something's supposed to go. It's just about receiving the fact that things are going a certain way and you have a choice in the meaning that you make from it. So I would tell you to rewind this episode and listen again, because there was a lot of content in there and that that strategy, that tool of redefining your story and choosing a new one is such a powerful one that right now your ego is probably trying to distract you. <laughs> so I promise. It's, it's not as complicated as it seems. It's really simple. And once you do it once or twice, you're going to get the hang of it. And again, rewind, listen, and do the exercise. Because I guarantee you there's something in your life right now that you can let go of the meaning that you're making around it and choose something that serves you and your path in a much more profound, meaningful way. If you have any questions about this process, it's one of many tools that I teach in the circle, please DM me on Instagrams. If we're not friends there already, you can find me over at Elena underscore Lipson. Um, I would really love it if you left a review, if it feels like the right thing for you to do, because it really helps in the like ratings to help other people find the podcast. If you found this episode useful, send it over to a friend or two or a peer or two or another mama that you're friends with. So you guys can maybe do this together or a partner and you guys can just play with it together, right? Cause it's always fun to do these kind of things with someone you trust and go take care of yourself. If you want to, I'm trying not to tell you what to do here. I realize like sometimes I'm telling you what to do, but it's the coach in me. It's the mentor in me. But of course, I want you to know that everything I teach here, everything I teach in the circle, it's always done lightly. And I'm not telling you that this is the only way to live life. I'm telling you that this is what I have found to help you live life at your highest capacity to learn to trust yourself with an unshakable confidence and make decisions for yourself that are meaningful and profound for you, not for anyone else. I want you to trust yourself. and. That's my highest wish for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got something out of it. And I will see you on the next episode of the Meditations and Musings podcast. And thanks for being here till the end. High five. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success 
pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, I've put together a free video series for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. You can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elenalipson.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.